We did a three one uh, special. We did a jasmine green tea on an IPA. We did let's a, go um, <laughs> ginger. <laughs> I love green tea. Green tea is my shit. The hype is like intense on this I'm episode. So, I, I don't mean to be. My man's hyping me up. I'm I'm getting into it. <laughs> Bring that green tea beer back, baby. <laughs> What's on tap? Breathe into the mic. It's one of those shows, huh? Much better. Uh, yeah, sorry. I had a whiskey drink before I came on here. Touchdown. Are you a reverend? I actually, I am. Let's what? go, baby. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Uh, you you uh, interviewed Rev last time, so I felt like it was appropriate to include that. Look, That's at, perfect. Hey, look at him doing his research too. I like it. Love it. Everything. Uh, everything sounds good. Yeah, you guys sound a lot louder than I am. So. Oh yeah, we 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 spent a couple dollars on a mic, so we better sound better than uh than your <laughs> iPhone mic. Oh no, I'm using a Yeti Blue. Let's go. That's a better mic mm-hmm. than ours. Just That's, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have it with the XLR cable, or is it just like a USB into it's uh, USB your input? Laptop? Why do you have no. a Yeti mic? My brother actually runs a podcast, so I just stole his. Oh really? I actually knew that. I knew that. How do you? You yeah, did more research than I did. What what podcast does he have? It's called Dice Funk. It's a D and D podcast. You said it's a D and D podcast. I don't know what D and D means. Dungeons, Dungeons and, Dragons. and Dragons. Role playing. Let's yeah. go. All right. I got you. <laughs> All right. Why are you saying let's go like you've ever played? Yes, I played just, it in Boy Scouts. No, I mean like you know, I like when people. My get man's excited. excited about stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so every team's got to have a hype man. Yeah. Every team has a hype man. Yeah. I'm the Th- that man. would be Kevin. That would be that, Kevin. That is definitely uh, Kevin. Kevin is great. <laughs> That's me. Uh, on that note, Kev, how would you open us up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Cup to Cup's new episode called What's on Tap, where we bring in local craft breweries from all around and talk about their journey and all the things beer, basically. On this episode, we got our boy Tyler from Lake Tribe Brewery in Tallahassee, Florida. What's going on, Tyler? How's it going, bud? Man, I am so daggum good. <laughs> <laughs> I like the honesty. I can say I can say daggum because he's from Tallahassee, so you know that whole. Uh, apparently, we have an accent in Tallahassee. So mm. you're not from Tallahassee, though, Kevin. And neither am I. I didn't say I was from Tallahassee either. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Where are you from, Tyler, originally? I'm from Fort Myers, Florida. Oh, there you go. A little okay. bit south. Yeah. Uh, Kevin used to call that the south. Uh, what, did, what did you say every time I went to Orlando? Or you would get annoyed no, by people who would no, say it. Um, no. You live in South Florida. That's what you would Oof. say. My old roommate, Josh, used to say anybody that was like below, I don't know, what, Jacksonville? He'd be like, you're from South Florida. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, that's not South. No. Does he just ignore Central Florida? He ignored it, yeah. (laughs) It doesn't exist. Jason's like, I'm from fucking Kissimmee. It's in (laughs) Central Florida. (laughs) Literally, like like right next to the swamp. Like, it's nothing close to Miami. It doesn't resemble it, but he would call it South Florida all the time. Yeah, like, I'm kind of cool, though. In our area, we specifically say Southwest Florida because South Florida is strictly Brevard, you know, Dade County. Like, it's very important to get that. 
you're like, I don't want to be associated with that. Well, no, the people in Miami like are very stringy about it. Like they're like, nope, that is South Florida. Everywhere else is like has its own directionality, cardinal directions. Right, right. Okay, that's their defense. No, they own they own it. <laughs> so Chase, you you got me the card. I rambled on for like four minutes and left a long ass voicemail on Tyler's phone. Uh, nice to get him on this podcast. I basically harassed him. Then I sent him an email and I think I sent him an Instagram message as well. Stalker. I was a little stalker. Yeah, I think you were my, my MySpace and LinkedIn as well. You were really at it. Yeah, yeah no, you <laughs> when you log into MySpace after five, 10 years, you'll see a little message from me. Oh, I so, got the notification um, on my phone. That was yeah, there. I still use mine. <laughs> so I live in Jacksonville. Uh, Kevin lives in Winter Garden and Chase lives in Tally. So my thing was, I don't want to have all these Jacksonville breweries, even though I love Jacksonville. I love our, our brewery They're great breweries over um, there. But I was like, I need to get a Tallahassee. Yeah. And so I want to get Tallahassee uh, in there. And so uh, Chase uh, stopped by, loved your beer, said we got to get him on. You, we reached yep. out. I harassed you. You finally got on. And here we are. And that's the end of the show. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. Thank <laughs> you for coming, folks. Yeah. So cheers. Great time. And uh, yep. have a good time. <laughs> uh, so tell us about like how to start it up. Because from what Chase tells me, this... Uh, name has a backstory yeah so mm-hmm. uh the owner so i'm not the any of the owner i'm not a brewmaster so i'm a brewer i i affectionately go by glorified janitor is my role there uh my business card says <laughs> operations manager uh they refer to me as a swiss Love army it. knife so i kind of do the tap room management and all that but you know i've been with them since basically the beginning i've been there almost four years now so uh the story we tell people is uh so lake tribe is a name derived from their uh, Indian guide names from the YMCA group. So they used to go out and camp together during the summers and whatnot. So, um, you know, the Ross family, so like Jason, Jesse, Jordan, Julie, Jenny, and the, the dad and mom, Laura and Connor, like they used to take the kids out and do this with all uh, the YMCA Indian guide group. And that's where they met all their friends and stuff. So, you know, they started at a young age and then they all, you know, gradually became friends and hang out with each other. So they became one big extended family, you know, non-blood related. Uh, So the group name that they were part of was Lake Tribe. So it was the name of their tribe was the Lake designation. And so every YMCA Indian guide group has its own separate tribe name. It just so happened there's to be Lake Tribe. So when they opened up the brewery, it was only, you know, made sense to make an homage to who they grew up with because that's everyone who's involved with the brewery. It was all friends and family. And I kind of straddled in with an email, you know, a couple weeks into them having a 20-barrel brew house functioning. I'm like, hey, I'd like to work for free. Please let me work there. And I've been with them ever since. <laughs> so I'm, I, for the longest time, I was the only person who didn't really know anyone there. Like all these people have known each other for like 20 plus years. And so I went in. Everyone's like, how are you doing, Tyler? And I'm like, I don't know your name. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> there's that tyler guy again mm-hmm. you just keep showing up you won't go away i was gonna say for me uh lake tribe has a special uh place because i actually am a former member of lake tribe um i grew up with jason mm-hmm. um and to a lesser extent jesse yeah he's a little bit uh, older but jason's right about my age so we are in lake tribe together actually yeah i believe you told me that when you visited the brewery to recruit me onto the show so yes, yes. <laughs> that was nice. part of your pitch Hey, I know Jason. Yeah, I mean, call Chase. you know, <laughs> yes. So when did you guys open up? When, like, when was the first like public opening? I think for it was everybody? in twenty fifteen. 
Uh, yeah, that sounds right. 2015. So I think it was in February 2015 was the first big public opening, which was I was actually in attendance for. I didn't work there yet. Uh, that was when I got introduced to them because me and my homebrew buddies went to go visit and try their beer. And they had four beers on draft. So there was four of us. We just grabbed one pint of each. We're like, yeah, it's pretty good stuff. And uh, that's why I was like, you know what? Like I told them, I was like, I'm going to email to see if they want me to work there for free. I'll squeegee their floors, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll just be so nice. That's how all that got together. So I was in attendance that day. I wasn't actually a functioning member of the the brewery at that moment. What uh, what four beers did they have on tap? So it was the, I guess, so two of them don't even exist anymore, but Red Cloud IPA, which is our flagship IPA. So it's the first beer they ever made uh, even before the brewery was in existence. That was their first home brew. Uh, it's actually named after the father, uh, Connor, who that is his, uh, his Indian guide name from the from the lake tribe so they all had kind of designated names and then there was also rpa which was a rye pale ale and that one's defunct and then there was the wheat ale called bexter's well-behaved wheat which was a hoppy wheat ale uh and that one became our bestseller now which is satsuma wheat and when we released that beer you know originally uh hoppy wheats weren't kind of in style in tallahassee yet so there was like positive reception but it was kind of wavering people were expecting more of like a traditional wheat ale uh, so that one's technically defunct, although it just kind of evolved into something else. And then Long Paddle Lager, which is our American style lager, is the other one. So those are the only four beers on draft that day. What uh, how the, how goes the into hell do you remember that? That's it. I, mean, yeah. it's one, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast two days ago, bro. Like. <laughs> I mean, what? It's four years ago, four beers. I mean, plus it's the only brewery I've ever worked at. I mean, I've and plus I've been there with ever. So I basically have made every beer there so i mean i you know when you just get into it and you're constantly doing this for work and making sure everything upholds you gotta gotta stay on top of the stuff i mean i remember names of beers from all across the country all the time i'll try a beer once and i'll remember the brewery and the name that's crazy i respect well, now you're just showing off <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's always it's always r&d always r&d so I, when i got into it you know my buddies were all homebrewing together we used to go and try new beers everywhere to see what we liked and didn't like and i was kind of the you know the memory file for us four or five of us to make sure that, oh, we've tried that before. We don't need to have that again. So I have a lot of practice at it. Nice. What goes into a hoppy wheat beer? I okay, don't know so, what that is. You know, like a, so like a wheat ale. So think like Blue Moon, <laughs> right? So Blue Moon's a Belgian wit. So okay. it's a it's a Belgian style wheat ale. So basically you have uh, barley and wheat are your two main grains. So you, obviously the wheat component okay. makes it a wheat beer. And then hoppy just it was an American style. American style beers tend to be a little more hoppier. Uh, you'll notice that with like American IPAs and pale ales and stuff. Uh, so tip, it was just a little more hoppier than a normal American wheat ale. So we just seemed to dry hop it and just give it a little more hoppy aroma and flavor and stuff. So that's really all it is, is an increase of the amount of hops going in proportionally to another style of American wheat. Gotcha. What do you guys have on tap now? Well, I mean, uh, we have uh, 12 beers. So uh, okay. we have... Uh, basically the fork I'm, I'm testing that member right <laughs> so now, we have so. no no what are your most popular <laughs> I, mean, I, most I make popular. the menu every week so this is easy for me so we have red cloud see oh, we okay. have hush up Kev. we got red cloud tropic thunder we have satsuma wheat um we have cabin camp amber ale um we're coming out with our noli summer suds pale ale american pale ale this saturday um let's see we just ran out of axle grease um Old Chief. Mm, let's go back to Axel Grease. Mm-hmm. That, that's the most like intriguing <laughs> name that you said so far. Yeah. They yep. all had cool names. Don't get me wrong, but that was a cool name. So mm-hmm. stop there. Sounds like a, what's in that? Sounds like a dark. It dark is. Beer, it's right? our yeah. American style porter. So it does, it's actually um, it's a 
when we have it available during the summer, uh, we're currently going to remake it soon again, put it on the draft list. But it's a very like it's a robust porter and that's coffee and toffee flavor and nutty. It has a dark color, but it doesn't drink heavy. It's a 5.5%. It's a light medium bodied. So, um, you know, it's a very easy drink. People think like when they think porter, they automatically think like heavy imperial stout. Like they're thinking that's going to be like full mouthfeel. Like, you know, it's going to be like eating a whole decadent dessert. But it's actually just kind of like it's more it's more closely related to coffee and that like, you know, it's, it's got heavy flavors, but it's a light drink. Um, so I, I love that beer. I think it's a good example of an American robust Porter. So it's, it has like, you know, distinct roast, it finishes clean, doesn't have a lot of lingering flavors. Um, so I've actually drank that beer at the beach before people are like, Oh, it's a dark beer. I don't want to drink it. It's hot. out. I'm like, no, seriously. Like I've had this sweltering heat, humidity, you know, Florida beach. I've, I've had a pint of it. Oh, uh, so is it the light, okay. the light style makes it the, like American style, like is that the correlation? It's the so American is uh, the type of yeast is used. It's American style yeast. So and American yeast don't really okay. carry a lot of um, lingering aromas post fermentation. So uh, things like Belgians, uh, Belgian beers carry a lot of. It's called phenols and esters, which are basically aromas that are derived from the fermentation process. So American, that's why American lagers are pretty much scentless unless they have hops attached to them. Um, so what happens with American hmm. style beers really are, they, it's called, they, they come out clean and clean means that there isn't a lot of lingering aromas or flavors derived from the fermentation process. Badass. I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no 90% idea. 90% of what you said, I didn't know. <laughs> and that's kind of like why we're doing this series. So either way, it still sounded cool. As shit you learned, you you learned it, what so. it goes. It was uh, you know, a learning uh, process. from, from Rev. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would say out of all three of us, I'd, I have the least knowledge behind it, but I probably drink just as much as they do of the beer. Um, so like learning this stuff is pretty badass. I, th- I think, I mean, these guys are, these guys are fucking mad scientists. Like <laughs> yeah. every person, every person we've had on are like, I mean, literally like scientists, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you like, they're like, they're like Walter White off of fucking Breaking <laughs> yeah, Bad have, right now. Did you have a chemistry kit uh, as a so kid? So I actually was going to go into college for chemical engineering. Uh, I had a very good chemical, uh, so I Explains had a very it, good man. chemistry teacher in high school and actually came into college with a few credits and all that jazz. But uh, he was explaining to me that like, you know, he worked for Pfizer and like basically that if you get the chemical engineering degree, unless like you get a doctorate and like you're st- doing research and stuff, you're basically just going to be a lab rat from bachelor to master's degree. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not that smart. Right. to get a you know a doctorate in chemical engineering like i'm not going to invent something in the chemical engineering department and so you know I, after a good discussion with him i decided i wasn't going to pursue that in college so i went into marketing and sport management where my two degrees at florida state uh and lo and behold turns out i, I could have oh, used no. that chemical engineering degree knowing i was going to work at a brewery in six years <laughs> but yeah um so yeah i it seems to be working out yeah, fine. I mean, even I put it. in my yeah. research and I actually have like some engineering books on my shelf right now just because like to stay on top of it and trying to educate myself. So, but I actually. Yeah. Are they leather bound? <laughs> seem like you know right, your shit. That's good. Me, I, so. I'm pulling up a good facade here. So, <laughs> so uh, after um, Axel Grease, what else do you have on tap? So Old Chief, which is my personal favorite beer. It's our double IPA. Um, you know, it's a 9.1% AP, ABV, uh, but it drinks like a six and a half. Like, and everyone's like, oh, you're full of crap. I'm like, no, seriously, take a sip. Like people who don't like IPAs like that beer. It's so well balanced. Like it isn't really like, it isn't very abrasive. It isn't overly hoppy or over boozy or too much malt flavor. It doesn't taste too sweet. It's like that good middle ground. And uh, like most times I tell people like who are getting into it, I'm like, be careful. Like you're going to want to drink two or three of these because we serve it in 12 ounce pours instead of a pint because it's just, it's a lot. And like, I'll go out and like 
to a bar like Warhorse or something in Tallahassee that serves on tap and I'll drink two of them, like two or three. I'm like, all right, time to go. And I go to stand up. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go grab a slice of pizza <laughs> and calm down for a bit because <laughs> you just down it so easily. It's it's super drinkable. Yeah. What makes a beer like so that's nine percent alcohol, mm-hmm. but it like drinks smooth. How does that happen? Uh, so it's really just like balancing what where your sugar base is coming from. So like two row is the two row barley is a form of barley. It's the major use of barley and craft beer. Uh, the alternative is six row barley in case you were wondering. Uh, but basically how you acquire your sugars and the quantity of sugars <laughs> um, and how basically you ferment your beer dictates how heavy or how light a beer can be. So using your, so basically the quantity of sugars and the yeast you use will dictate how the fermentation conversion from sugar to alcohol happens and the density and the lightness of it all. So I thought all the brew tours that I've taken would help me with this podcast. (laughs) I actually still go on brewery tours every new brewery I visit, which I mean, I visit a new one probably once a month at a rate, you know, if I'm being modest about it and just to see like where their equipment is like i kind of like put their voice in the backdrop because i know they're explaining like the brewing process and like this is grain this is where our water comes from this is like this is where the hops are this is a hop so like (laughs) i've done it a million and a half times but i like to see one how they present their information and like really importantly is how they're their brewery is laid out like i'm more impressed with the build out of a brewery so like uh, Georgia Beer Company, which opened in Valdosta not too long ago. I went there for the opening day and like, you know, they had a big crowd and people were interested. Like Valdosta didn't have a brewery before. And like, I mean, they had a beautiful build out. So I was just sitting there with other guy who worked at the brewery and we were just like gushing about like their system. And like from opening day, I mean, they had six fermenters and like canning was already, you know, right around the corner. They had so much space. Like when you open a brewery, yeah. like the first problem you have is like, crap, I don't have any space for anything. Um yeah. You know, it's space, whether it's the cooler or fermentation space. It's space is the biggest issue. Isn't canning one of like the last steps? Yeah, canning is normally pretty far down the line. So we actually just got into canning in September. So we're eight months into canning now. We've been open for four years. Uh, like Georgia Beer Company launched cans a month, month and a half wow. into being an open brewery. Is that just a lot of prep time? So. Is that is that all that that, that is? Uh, it's it's one. It's experience. Uh, you know, making sure your your uh, your product is consistent is the biggest thing. You don't want to be pushing your beer at multiple formats and having it taste different on draft in house or in cans. You know, so QC AC is a big thing. Quality control, um, and that's just like expense. Yeah. Like a canning line is expensive. Like the whole like a canning line. Um, like assembly costs as much as like a whole brew house system. Wow. And that's like the two big, yeah. So they're pretty equitable in cost. So if you have the money for it, yeah, you can easily get into it and, you know, get your, get your beer out there. But Lake tribe started very modestly. We were the smallest brewery in the country when it started. It was a one, you know, it was basically a single keg pot. We were brewing keg was going out one at a time, literally to a bar in Tallahassee. That's nuts. So like uh like rev and what's what's it at now so we're a 20 barrel brew house so that means we can basically produce 40 kegs full you know half barrel kegs at a time uh from any batch of beer so we went from one to 40 in a single batch wow and you know and brew times are even faster and like like rev was saying last week with it there are direct to customer sales format lake tribe is the exact opposite where it's always been two retailers format we've been partnered with the distributors since day one cone distributing uh actually the warehouse is literally a stone's throw from the brewery um so you know we've always been getting our beer out to the places in tallahassee we didn't really want to run a tap room we wanted to be getting the beer out to the local 
you know, establishments supporting the local stuff, getting our beer sold through the local restaurants. And it's worked out really well for us. Uh, so, you know, Rav's open four days a week, but they're direct to consumer. We're three days a week, but we're distri- we've been distributing for four years. Yeah, I've been uh, seeing y'all popping up um, all over Tallahassee. I saw actually at uh, La Fiesta they had... Yes, they carry a lot of sets. I mean, it's good for me to hear from an outside voice because part of my job is selling the beer. You know, I'm the, the <laughs> rep and the salesman as well. So I'm glad to see that my work is coming out. Are you on any tabs in Jacksonville? No. So we're solely distributed. Well, we're distributed through Cone. Cone basically is west as Apalachicola and as south as Ocala. Okay. But it doesn't go any more east than Lake City. Gotcha. So out of our distribution network, unfortunately. No worries. Um, so how in the hell did you end up in Nova Scotia? Uh. Did I go to Nova Scotia? So, uh, so whoever controls your Instagram uh, account, your beer was taken a, oh. a photo of Nova Scotia. Oh. So, did someone just bring a beer on okay. like in a luggage okay, and so, take it there. Yeah, someone just, <laughs> someone just brought a twelve ounce can. Okay, okay, I was like, you saw our beer on draft in Nova Scotia? No, yeah, no, I <laughs> okay, saw the so. picture. No, it was it was right around the time that you guys accepted uh, uh, the invite to get on the podcast, and then I saw the tag, and yeah. I'm like, that photo looks a little no, no, grainy. Pic- and then I saw, it, and I'm like, I'm remembering the picture now. Yeah. yeah, so someone who's just a big fan of okay. us took a picture of uh, That's cool us shit. by Nova Scotia. So I actually, I actually got a phone call, I think four months ago, saying that someone sold our beer on draft in Kansas. And I was like, and like they were insistent that they saw it and they had it and tasted just like because the, they came to the tap room a few weeks, like a week after. I was like, why are you in Kansas last week and now at Tallahassee? I was like, never mind. That's not the important thing here. <laughs> but they were insistent that they had it in Kansas and they were telling me it was exactly the same beer and all this. And like it was our tap handle. And I was like, that none of that legally makes any sense. Yeah. Like one cone <laughs> wouldn't ship our beer to Kansas to one yeah. account. It doesn't make any money sense. Not legal. Like you literally can't. We couldn't ship our own beer over there because the three tier distribution laws. So. But this guy, he would not hang up. He was insistent. I, I must accept the fact that our beer is on tap in Kansas. So did like, you ever figure like, it out? All right, dude. All right, dude. <laughs> no, I, I just threw it to the wind. Yeah. I was like, I was just happy that <laughs> the man was just, the man was excited to like to tell us that our beer was there. And like, I was happy he was excited about our beer, but it's hard to tell him <laughs> that he was mistaken. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously a big fan, yeah. so that's good at least. Yeah, I mean, we got a fan in Kansas now, so <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> bad. That's a check mark, for, check mark for Tallahassee beer right there. there we so, go. is it illegal? Let's say like Kevin and I get a keg of your beer and we take it to Minnesota and we put it on tap at a bar. Would that be illegal? Out of all the Ooh, places, um, I don't know. I just randomly yeah, pick be, places. <laughs> <laughs> that would be illegal on that the retailer's behalf. So, like, you could sell them the beer. Them selling beer that's not in their distribution is highly questionable and possibly violates the three three tier three tier distribution law. But, like, we could you know you can buy kegs from our tap room. Like, we sell six gotcha. barrels and stuff, and people come up. But so, all the illegal thing is them selling it, not even you selling it to them. You can sell it to whoever you want. You know, we're just going to hold your keg deposit. So, gotcha. That makes sense. Um. So wait, did you uh, list out all the beers that were on tap after I interrupted yeah, I mean, you like three times? Enough of them. Yeah, exactly. You keep on interrupting. <laughs> yeah, them. I think Shit. they're intriguing names, man. So I had to know they are. Yeah, he's I got. Think a I point. listed all of them. All right. Uh, any any new ones coming up? Yeah. So we have Noli, Noli Summer Suds, our American Pale is coming out Saturday, and then we have a Dry Hop Sour series coming out in the next few weeks. Let's go. Uh, so we have three three different Dry Hop Sours. So they're kind of like Gozas, where they're wheat, you know, they're wheat uh, sour ales, mm-hmm. except they're not salted like Gozas are. That we just dry hop them, and so they come out really like 
basically the flavor of the hops comes through the beer. Mm. And basically you get a lot of really fruity tones or floral tones and there's no fruit added. And people are always like, man, it tastes like watermelon or something. Like, I know that's the hop. People are like, wait, that the hop gives all that flavor, which was the whole precipice of the idea behind that series was to showcase what hops can do to beer because we give it a kind of plain, weedy base and sour flavor and we just kind of throw hops in it. So we have three dry hop sours coming out, Camp Citra, Camp Waimea, and Camp Wataku, which are all... Um, the second word is the name of the hop we added them. So they're all single hop sours. Nice. That's coming out this summer? Yeah, those will be out in the next few weeks. Oh, nice. So the 22nd, 22nd will be go. Camp Citra. Um, and then the 15th on Saturday uh, is the Summer Suds. And then we have some other beers on deck we haven't placed dates for yet. But so we got right now. So where, where are a couple places that people can get your beer out and about? So Bird's Aphrodisiac Shack is probably one of the biggest sellers of our mm, beer. So they, they sell got, through the burgers, and Satsuma. Bro. So oh good. Oh my God. The so good. Man, like $10, you get a fat burger and like you can add an additional patty for $3. You basically get like a day's worth of food for 13 bucks there. <laughs> oh, it's, it's too good. Yeah. So I go there quite a lot, but I mean, um, I'm just going to listen to their burger place because I go there a lot, but Monks, Wells Brothers. Oh, nice. Um, mm-hmm. They go through a lot of Another beer. Another great so. place. And so, you know, they carry typically Old Chief and like a specialty beer where Birds carries like Satsuma and Red Cloud all the time. So, um, you know, it's a good variety there. But I mean, yeah, it's easier to list places in town that don't carry a beer at this point. That's Let's awesome, go, man. Congratulations, bro, yeah. on, on your success. Thank you. Our friend Andy, uh, he always likes to ask the same question when he goes to new breweries. I'm going to butcher this and he's probably going to text me and be like, that's not what I ask. But um <laughs> I'm pretty sure he asked, what is the most unusual beer you have? So we actually play it pretty modest at the brewery. So we typically just make core beer styles. So like when we make something new, it's just like, oh, like for Oktoberfest, we make our Marzen, which is like a basically a roasty lager that started in Germany. Like we don't really do a lot of fruit edition stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So our weird stuff comes in experimental like series we do. And uh, we do a barrel-aged sour series that releases in August every year called the Wildwoods Project. And basically, it stems from wild fermentation from wild yeast in the woods, which they rest on. And uh, that's when, you know, I get to test my chops experimentation. And uh, we throw basically whatever fruits and spices and flavorings we want into the beers to kind of figure it out. So uh, I think one of my favorite ones we did was a blueberry and bergamot uh, sour that was aged on a uh, rum barrel. So bergamot is basically Earl Grey tea. Um, oh. We basically did blueberry and Earl Grey tea on a sour base that had, you know, some uh, some like juniper and uh, lemongrass and coriander backdrops and stuff. So that is definitely unusual. Yeah, I, how did so, it come out? I do like a I mean, cold tea, so that might that might be right up my alley. So, and our anniversary in March, we actually launched a, another series called the Loose Leaves Project, and it basically that is beer infused with tea. So that might be up your your alley. Um, mm. We did a three one uh, special. We did a jasmine green tea on an IPA. We did let's a, go um, <laughs> ginger. <laughs> I love green tea. Green tea is my shit. The hype we is like intense uh, on this episode. Uh, uh, <laughs> my man, my man's hyping me up. I'm, I'm yeah, getting he, into it. Yeah. <laughs> Bring that green tea beer back, baby. Yeah, oh, it was it was a big hit. I definitely anticipate us doing something like that again. Um, and then we did a ginger turmeric satsuma wheat. So it came out very orange and I was a big, I'm a big fan of ginger. So like when I eat sushi, I basically eat the ginger just straight up and I put it on sushi. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, but that came out excellent on that beer. 
And then we did a treatment on our cabin camp, our amber ale, and we did a was a rooibos tea with cinnamon. And um, yeah, they're, they're all they're all bomb. I, I loved them all so much. They were so good. I mean, we were so busy that day. I didn't get a pour any of them. So we definitely have to make them again so I can drink one. Man. <sighs> I need a text message when that when that green tea <laughs> comes back. I mean, you yeah, see, you're not too far away, Kevin. That's it. Just follow us on social media. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how I found you guys. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Hey, Chase, I already do." So, are these the moments like that you get your hands dirty because you said you're like the the Swiss Army knife and the jack mm-hmm. of all trades? Are these the times that you can actually like start experimenting and playing around with your styles? Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a three person team. So between me, Jordan, and Jesse, who are two brothers, uh, we're all we're okay. the production team. And so okay. when we we get space to you know make something different, normally we're just bouncing ideas off each other, and you know between the batches of making our core beers, which basically take up ninety percent of production time. Um, so we get little gaps every once in a while just because like, once you start a brewery, you're basically behind, you'll never have enough beer. And, um, so, you know, we have these orchestrated times where we figured out that we can start experimenting a little bit. And, you know, most time I'm the first one to send out some creative ideas because everyone else is focused on other things and I'm the only full-time worker. So like my mind's always going hundred percent on Lake tribe where they have full-time engineering or architectural jobs. So I'll send an email like, here's what I'm thinking about this stuff. And then we'll talk about it and they'll add their ideas and then we'll amend it together and stuff. So, um, but you know, I have a lot of background being a bar manager and a bartender. So like, I'm constantly thinking about how turning cocktails and stuff into good beer flavors, which is a lot of like my uh, mind processes on creating beer and different beer flavors. That's about ass that they give you that opportunity. That's yeah, really cool. I mean, I'm super grateful. Do they ever tell you you're stupid and shut the fuck up? <laughs> Actually, every day I wake up, I come a text message from them saying that exactly. <laughs> same from same from my producer, man. I know exactly how you feel. Yeah, yeah, he's a real dick. All right, man. That's cool. I, I'm still here, so that's fun. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real play for the working class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we can jump into a couple of our segments. Um, so since you did your homework and you know the segments, uh, we're gonna do the first one, Lonely Island. I'll give the listeners kind of a little brief of what it is, and then uh, let me hit this intro, and then we'll go into it. <laughs> I know it drives Kevin crazy. Like I, hate, I know no, he hates it. It's, I, I don't it's hate been it. a month, no, so I forgot about it. You forgot about the Wilson part? No, I forgot about the the like chipmunk singing. <laughs> so Lonely Island, the first part. This one cannot be your beer on tap. Uh, what beer would you pick uh, if you were deserted on an island? I mean, you got to factor in, you know kind of like beach beer idea right so uh, i would go kind of mm-hmm. light but i'm gonna throw a little curveball i'm gonna go with sierra nevada pale ale uh oh. it's 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 such a monumental Bro. beer that the history of you know craft beer in america and plus that's such an easy drink i mean that beer always hits the spot no matter what and it's reliable and plus you're basically if you're stuck on an island more is going to wash up on shore you know there's so much of it <laughs> you'll never you'll never run out it's true. Sierra Nevada is my go-to, man. It has a soft spot there. I yeah. want to say that was like one of the first like kind of, I guess, makeshift craft beers that got me into craft beer. I have to say it's got to be one of them. Everyone basically has like their first, oh, that's when I had a Sierra Nevada pale ale for the first time story. Um, yeah. It's, it's yeah. so monumental in you know, current you know craft beer world. So I'm tipping my hat to that beer and I would definitely drink that until I died on a stranded island. 
I like heard it. you talk a lot about, um, I don't mean to interrupt the segment, but uh, like American hops. And mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Sierra Nevada uses a lot of those. Is that true? Yeah. So, I mean, so Sierra Nevada started in Chico, California, which is very North California. Home of Aaron Rodgers, for the record. Let me just throw that out there. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so the Pacific Northwest is where about 80% of all American hops are grown. So basically Yakima wow. Valley. So they're it's right on their doorstep. They're getting and fresh. I mean, hot fields are down the street from them. Uh, so basically, where all the innovation American hops was is basically in the back, you know, the backyard of where Sierra Nevada, Sierra Nevada started. So that's, I mean, yeah, they American brewery wants to use American hops. That makes so much more sense now. I appreciate that mm-hmm. information, man. <laughs> that's why uh, drinking beer in Portland when I lived there was badass. Um, it was that beer was amazing. It's second to none. Yeah, but that's just me. Portland's a top three craft beer city in America, so there's you can't go wrong. Oof. What are the other two? Uh, so Asheville, yeah, you can't do that to him. Asheville, North oh. Carolina, uh, has a lot okay. of praise, and then uh, third has some debate. I like to tip a hat to Tampa. Tampa has a very big beer scene now. What? Um, they have okay. Cigar they, City, right? So, so yeah, home of Cigar City, which got it all started. Um, there's actually some connection to Tallahassee Cigar City. I'm going to drop on you all in a couple seconds, but um, so okay. uh, Tampa has become, I think, top three of uh, breweries per capita in the U.S. And uh, I mean, they have Whoa. they have 50 plus in the greater Tampa area. So, and there's a lot of good beer there. What? So, yeah, if you ever get a chance, swing by Tampa and just. Pick, just pick 10 random breweries and have a great time. Um, they, you basically hit... Chase, we fucked up on your bachelor party, man. <laughs> we did. Right? We really yeah, did. we did. Uh, like, was this in the last, was this in the last, like, three or five years, or this happened in the last, like, decade? Three or five. Uh, I would I say know. definitely in the last, you know, three to five years, for sure. Um, okay. I mean, Cigar City's so been around for a little there. bit, but yeah, the breweries around have really come around, so... I had no idea. But yeah, the connection I alluded to was that there was a Buckhead uh, restaurant and brewery in back in the, uh, what, I guess, early 90s, late 80s territory. And, you know, it was basically Tallahassee's first craft uh, brewery, so to speak. And it shut down after a few years. But the head brewer from there ended up at uh, Tampa and started working for Cigar City. His name uh, goes by the name of Wayne Bambles. He's basically the, the head of brewing of Cigar City Brewery now. Uh, and he started in Tallahassee, so there's a small Tallahassee to Tampa connection with craft beer that, you know, Tampa, t- like, nice. we like to show off in Tallahassee a little bit, but, you know, I don't think Tampa is like, oh, yeah, like Cigar City owes a lot to, like, Hunapu is their big, <laughs> is their big imperial stat they release every year. Like, it's this big, like, it's a world-renowned uh, release event, big beer fest and everything, and that beer technically was made in Tallahassee before Tampa. Oh, nice. Nice knowledge mm-hmm. drop. I love yeah. it. It's like, like it's it. like Gatorade and Powerade all over again. <laughs> Sem- <laughs> Seminole Firewaters. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Let's go. <laughs> no aid. He knows. Tyler Failed. knows what's up, man. All right. Uh, so same same question, but you can actually choose uh, your beer on. Yeah, top. I, it's gonna be Old Chief. I mean, I already hyped it up, but that is the beer I, I live and yeah. die from. And plus, you know, if you drink enough of it, it will literally kill you. So. I don't have to suffer too long on the island. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the nine percent yes. beer, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the double IPA. Okay. Whew. Mm. You're drunk on the island. You're gonna forget you're yeah, on that I, island for yeah, a little bit. Definitely be paradise for a little is, bit. I got no problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we got drinking buddies. Hold it now. Hold it now. Time to get drunk with my drinking buddies. Drinking buddies. Chase, every time I put you at the end, I I think you do that live. Like I thought you just did I that did live. Too. I did too. <laughs> 
I, I can do it live if you want. Uh, Not now, actually. Okay. No. Oh, okay. I, I take it back. Damn it. All right. Uh, celebrity beer pong. Who's your partner, uh, Tyler? Uh, I'm going to go Bill Burr. Bill yeah. Burr. I don't think he'd be, partic- All right. I don't think he'd be particularly okay. good. We got a Bill Burr reference on here before. Did we? Go ahead. I don't I mean, think I was, so. Sorry, no, I, I was mean excited to, to hear you, about Tyler. a Bill Burr reference I missed out on. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I don't think he'd particularly be good at beer pong, but he'd definitely be a riot to play with. You know, he'd definitely be making fun of everyone else, probably making sure. fun of me. Uh, I would pay him to roast me, definitely. Uh, <laughs> oh, hell yeah, bro. Hell but, yeah. yeah, I think just looking for awesome. a good time. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to sweep people out. You're not trying to win? Oh, no, I'll try to win, but I'm not trying to, you know, destroy everyone by picking, like, you know, Akeem Olajuwon or Steph Curry or someone. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, Athlete Chugoff, who could you be? Oh, I already said his name. Aaron Rodgers. We all, we all saw the video. Oh, wait, a touche, touche. Anybody can be Aaron Rodgers. And plus, so. Uh, I completely and, uh, forgot about that. Know, yeah. My favorite quarterback, you know, uh, had a very famous video. His wife took it of like it panned from Aaron Rodgers on TV f- failing to chug the beard. It panned to Matt Stafford. He absolutely downed that pint in like two mm-hmm. seconds. So, wait a second. Though. So Matt Stafford is yeah, your so favorite I'm a, quarterback. I'm a, I am a Lions fan. You're a Lions. Unfortunately, right, I I was given this curse as a child. Oh God, we gotta get out of here now. <laughs> Where's the where's the exit button on this? Uh, yeah, I knew you're a Packers yeah. fan, so <laughs> the exit button. Uh, all my cousins uh, on my mom's side live in Michigan. They'll text me all the time because I was like pissed last year of, mm-hmm. of our losing season. He's like, you don't yeah. even know how it feels. It, I mean, you're mad about one losing season. Get on the bus, baby. I mean, let's go for yeah. a ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, fictional character cornhole. Who's your partner? Uh, I'm gonna go Legolas. Yeah, man, man Legolas. doesn't miss. Legolas. I'm terrible at cornhole. Wait, yeah, I mean, I mean he's he got miss. the aim. Wait, who's he's got the aim? I'm, I'm oh, so confused. On. Lord of the Rings, Lord man. Of the Lord rings, of the Rings, bro. Come on. I'm sorry. I'll give myself the crickets. <laughs> My bad. He's too busy crossfitting. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, I didn't. <laughs> it's fine. It's only, it's only the greatest trilogy in movie history. Mm. Love it. Say it again, Tyler. <laughs> it's uh, the greatest trilogy in movie history. That was so Thank awkward you. that you made we made him say that again. Yeah, right. I, no, I don't give a shit because it, it can't be I'll do said it third enough. Time. I mean, right? I, I don't care. I'll say it again. It can't, no, no, it's not necessary. No, I I agree it's the with you. Trilogy movie history. <laughs> I, I, I kind of heard someone whisper. I was like, "Who's whispering right now? This is getting weird." Yeah, um, just letting them know. Uh, some beer trivia. <laughs> the portable beer cooler was invented by which country in the 1900s? Uh, I'll make Kevin go first, and I'll give you uh, four options. Well, of course. Australia, Ireland, United States, or Germany? Uh, I'm th- when I think of beer, I think of uh, Jose's recent trip to <laughs> beer country, uh, and that is Germany. So I'm going with Germany. It seems too easy. Yeah. But I'm sticking okay. with it. Okay. Uh, yeah. What about you, Tyler? It does seem too easy. See, my problem with Germany is I don't feel like it needs a lot of beer transport. You know, it's a country heavy with breweries and stuff. So I'm going to roll that one immediately. Uh, I'm thinking it needs transport. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I'm going to go Australia. Damn. Okay. Mm. I like that because they got a lot it's... more beaches. Fuck, <laughs> smart, man. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> 
Chase, uh, you can pick the same answer, man. It's okay. I know. I just always feel bad picking it. You're competitive, so is it going to be feel bad or competitive? Which side's going to win this one? Do you want to win? See, now I feel like Jason's (laughs) pushing me to take that answer, right? Maybe I want all of you guys to be wrong. You know what? Fuck you, Jason. I'm going Ireland just because. Nice. Congrats, Tyler. (laughs) It is Australia. (laughs) And that was brilliant, brilliant uh, uh, analyzing of a question. And like, I didn't really think about like why Australia would need it. And then I'm like, oh, no, beaches all around. They would need it. Germany wouldn't. Good call. But it was invented Uh, in 1950. I feel like that's really late. That is way too late. Anybody else feel like that? Yeah. This was uh, done by Professor House. It's like a Professor House beer kind of website. So maybe they're full of shit, but it said 1950s it was invented. Uh, I just felt like that was very late to invent a cooler. Tyler was on that shit. He He was was on it. He was. Tyler, that is the episode. Um, And at this point, I just want to give the mic to you to let everyone know anything that's coming up, events. Uh, you've already mentioned a couple of beers that are mm-hmm. coming out, how they can find you, that kind of stuff, man. So yeah, on all social media platforms, we're at Lake Tribe Brew. Uh, it's come, you know, come out on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. We're at Tallahassee's Worst Kept Secret or Brewery. Uh, great beer all the time. Uh, basically, you can come there and just ask for me. I'll talk to you. I'll talk beer trivia with you. I'll be happy to talk your mm-hmm. beer little nerd brains off. Uh, that's what I'm full of. <laughs> so, uh, But yeah, uh, that's all I get to plug, so... Badass. Yeah, and I saw you guys got a website and all that with some cool stuff. So yeah, that, webs- that website hasn't been updated in about three years, but yeah, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I put all this time in our website on the podcast, and I'm like, I don't really think people no. come here, but I, it's a cool project to do, so why not? Most uh, younger people don't even visit websites anymore. So What are websites? Yeah, exactly. And on that note, go follow Lake mm-hmm. Tribe on Instagram, and while you're there, follow us at Cup to Cup Show. Thanks for listening to What's on Tap. Uh, we're super stoked for this series and I know, uh, we have tons of breweries lined up and if you have one, send us uh, a little DM text message me. If you have my number, uh, email me if uh, you're a brewery and you want your, uh, your story or journey heard, uh, send us a quick little, uh, message and I'm, I'll be super pumped to have you on. Um, again, thank you, Tyler, uh, and Lake tribe for, uh, telling us, uh, all about your story, your journey and the beers that you have on tap and what you will have on tap. But uh, thanks again, man. Yeah, thanks for guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yep, good stuff. Bye. Thanks, guys.